0: This is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. Please download the Odyssey app. Check us out there. We're coming at you twice a week here in the off season, three times a week once the regular season kicks off. Uh, Mark, the, the last thing we kind of talked about along those lines is, you know, or what we want to talk about is what the 49ers will try to do to address some of those unforeseen circumstances. Injuries, uh, guys not performing you know, a, a maximization of the, the win now window, like when they will dive into the trade market or if they will now or later, do you kind of have a, a way where you lean on this?
1: That's a tough one for me because while I, I definitely feel like there are areas that this roster can improve uh, most notably, I would argue the offensive line uh, jury's still probably out on that. And I'm not suggesting any move right now. Um, I think there are areas that this this team can improve. But on the other end, what are you giving up? And given what we just talked about with the age and that there are a number of players getting up there in age, um, are the 49ers willing to continue to trade away young assets? And by young assets, I mean draft picks that will become young assets uh, to try to replenish your roster as you move forward? We've talked so much about the window. I think I think mostly me talk so much about the championship window for this 49ers team this year, next year, maybe one year beyond that. This current core, I think that's it for the San Francisco team. But of course, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and company, they're not just trying to go all in for these three years. It's not like a a Warriors situation where it seems like they're going all in to try to win with Stephen Curry one more time. That's not the situation here. For the 49ers, there is some of that pressure, but nowhere near to the level of the Golden State Warriors with an all-time great like Stephen Curry. So are you willing to potentially give away a future asset that may extend your window, that may give you a better chance to compete beyond your current quote-unquote window? I don't know. That's a tough one for the 49ers, who are already so talented all across the board as it currently stands. Obviously, they'll be involved. They'll be checking in on things. But if, if you're asking me, are they making a, another Christian McCaffrey-like move this season, this offseason, this season, at any point, I would say no. The 49ers finally have their first round pick back next year. I think they're done giving away big assets like that because they are realizing now. You got to start replenishing at some key positions. And they've done a good job accumulating draft picks. but not many, of course, recently in the first round, even in the second round. I think that the days of those kinds of big moves are done for the 49ers. I don't think they are. Uh, I I really
0: don't. I'm not saying that a first round pick is going to be involved in any trade this year, but to think that the 49ers wouldn't go out and try and grab a big name that could help them now, potentially later, and that's exactly what the Christian McCaffrey move did, I don't think is... Out of bounds at all. And I don't think that a trade is going to come this summer that involves a position of need. Like if we're talking about the offensive line or, you know, maybe the the secondary to me, the, the two maybe weakest spots. I, I don't think a spot, a, a trade is coming there, but there's always a big name out there. And it's usually kind of like, I would say teams, de- teams ideally trying to develop from the inside out especially the 49ers. But I think you see a lot of teams, especially lately that have traded or added at the deadline or beforehand from the outside in. So wide receivers, cornerbacks, um, even outside pass rushers. Those are the kind of guys that are usually on the market, bigger names, expensive players, guys towards the end of their careers that are looking for one last shot. I think there's going to be a few of those guys available out there this, this season, and I think the 49ers will be wise to take a deep look into them because with all the names of the of the teams that I just named uh, a few minutes ago with aging rosters, all of them had either experienced or Pantheon-type level quarterbacks. The 49 do not have that. So I think if there's a chance for Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch to build a, a juggernaut of of pieces around the one that's the most important to try and make up for that inexperience or potentially revolving door if something goes off script this season. I think they' will absolutely look at that. and I think they'd be willing to pay for that because like you said, Mark, we don't know the the timestamp of this core. Who knows? It could be 2024 because you have a lot of contracts that either have potential outs or that are upcoming or that you have to pay for. And I think the 49ers are looking at this year as one they need to to maximize like they tried to do last year. And I think they also know that they'll have picks replenished from D'Amico Ryan's leaving more residue over from Robert Sala. Rand Carthen going to Tennessee, you know, minority members of their coaching staff in front office that will help them replenish picks with compensatory uh, selections. I think they know those are coming too. And that would make them more comfortable with giving up a potential, you know, prize pick to upgrade this
1: roster. I think the other thing that maybe would encourage the 49ers to go out there and make another move like you're talking about is the success they've had drafting third fourth fifth round and of course obviously sixth and seventh brock pretty a seventh round pick i mean you just look at their starters right now non-first round picks Talanoa hufanga fred warner dre green i mean it's almost everyone except for nick bosa obviously trent williams um but they have deep deep picks george kittle was a, a deep pick hufanga fred warner debo samuel Uh, Brock Purdy, of course, I know Christian McCaffrey and Trent Williams, they weren't drafted by the 49ers, but those were top picks. Armstead was a top pick. Bosa was a top pick, but they've had so much success drafting in the mid to late rounds, Evan, that it almost feels like, and this, this almost feels just totally wrong to say, but it feels like first round picks mean less to the 49ers than they do to other teams. Because they have had that ability to find diamonds in the rough later on in the draft. Now, I wouldn't say it's the smartest thing to continue to rely on that. And I'm, I'm probably seeing through 49ers colored goggles here just a little bit because there are examples of every team across the NFL finding really good players later in drafts. But the 49ers have done a pretty good job of that. I don't think anyone would argue. So perhaps it comes down to, what do they see from Jair Brown early in this season? Do they get enough confidence that he is their safety of the future? And perhaps they're they're willing to move off of a future first round second round draft pick because they feel like they've got that spot solidified for years to come? Does Cameron Loftus the tight end out of out of Alabama does he appear to be the heir apparent to George Kittle? Do they feel like they have a long-term answer there? Maybe that's where they get swayed one way or the other. When they begin to learn a little bit more about some of their recent picks, if they turn out well, hey, maybe then they'd be willing, or at least more willing, to make another big move, trade a first-round pick, trade two seconds, trade a third, whatever the situation is. If they learn that they have perhaps a little bit more depth already than they thought, maybe it encourages them to try to go, as you said, even more all in this coming year.
0: Uh, And and the last thing I'll say about this, because I know we got to wrap to me. It just, it just comes down to what are the picks that you need to pay? Like you have to pay first round picks. You want to pay first round picks. You have to pay, you want to pay second round, third, third round picks. You don't really have to pay that first big contract. a whole lot of money usually for a fifth rounder, unless they're doing George Kittle type things, which is resetting tight end records, (laughs) Like, and even then it's probably more suppressed than if George Kittle was selected in the first round. So to me, yes, it's, it's also, look, we got a lot of first round caliber guys on our roster that we got to pay regardless. We don't need more first round picks that we're going to have to pay in three years. when we don't know what this team's going to be. We would rather kind of sprinkle things around, use those picks to upgrade this roster now already pay guys. And then around the margins, pay the fifth rounders, the six rounders, all those kind of guys. You're playing with fire, but that's to yeah. me where they're also looking at it.
1: Yeah, no, I, that's what I was going to say. I would say you're playing a dangerous game because if suddenly you, you you start missing on some later round picks or they're not all that you thought they were going to be in a few years when you already have so much money tied up to Nick Bosa to, you know, Brandon Ayuk potentially, or maybe you keep on, you keep hanging on to Debo Samuel, you're going to pay Talanoa Hufunga coming up. Dre Greenlaw might be getting a a big contract to decide on Fred Warner's future. Suddenly, you might be out of luck and you're kind of in a lightweight Rams situation where the Rams have almost no future assets. They start selling off their stars to get some draft picks back and you're in almost a full-on rebuild. The 49ers will try to avoid that but it does seem like they have uh, assets definitely more than than the Rams do. Young, controllable assets more so than the Rams. It's not like their quarterback, their best defensive player, are at the age of Stafford and Aaron Donald. So I'm not at all saying that this is in danger of becoming a Rams situation. However, the Rams did get a Super Bowl out of it, but the 49ers are kind of playing that that balancing game where you just have to decide how much you go for it, how much you, you kind of peel back and make sure you're not completely emptying the cabinet for future years.
0: Yep. And that's going to wrap up this episode of the 415ers podcast. Appreciate you tuning in on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. Appreciate you tuning in to two episodes this week. Got two more coming for you next week. Please download that Odyssey app. Subscribe to the YouTube channel for 95.7 The Game. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you next time.